Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. I'm a liar. I lie to friends, old ones and new ones. I lie to my mother. And I lie to myself. Has it been a lifelong pursuit? It's something that started uh, 15 years ago. Uh, I was skiing in Lake Tahoe and started having some chest problems. Uh, I ended up having a massive heart attack. And the word massive is tossed around in front of heart attack all the time, but uh, I kind of earned the massive. Uh, I had six minutes of CPR. I was revived seven times that day with a defibrillator. And had a couple hot ambulance rides, one to the first hospital who couldn't do anything with me, and then another ambulance ride to a helicopter to get me out of Tahoe and fly me to Reno where they might operate on me. When I arrived, they told me I was too sick to operate on. They'd come see me in the morning. Uh, in a short time, they came back and said, you're not going to make it through the night, so we're going to operate on you. <laughs> and I'm there by myself, and I'm like, okay. My uh, wife and friends were driving over at the time. And uh, so I made it through the night, and uh, it was a rough week in the hospital, and uh, they weren't sure if I'd walk out of there. And actually, I didn't, but they rolled me out a week later. <laughs> and uh, that's when the lies begin. They told my wife at the time that I had a 30% chance to live a year. And when you're told something like that, there's a few ways you can handle it. It turns out because I have so much heart damage that I'm prone to cardiac arrest. And uh, so you can make yourself a victim and wallow in that and say, oh, well. Or maybe you calm and level-headed enough to say, you know what? I've had a good 34 years, so I'll accept that. And... Uh, that's okay, or you fight like hell. I'm from New Jersey. Guess which option I took. <laughs> but I, I, needed, I needed to develop tools, so I came up with coping tools. And uh, meditation and journaling were two things I've never done before, and I started doing that. Uh, if you knew me in my first 30 years, you would never believe I actually meditate health. People who know me now still don't believe I meditate. But I did. Uh, and then I leaned on some old tools. Uh, mind over matter. I'm not a very physically imposing person, but uh, I was gifted with crazy speed and a hard work ethic. And I worked my butt off, got myself in great shape. I was a pretty good football player, good athlete. I've run hood to coast every year. I lived here up to that point, done triathlons, all these things. Mind over matter works for me. So I came up with a number one thing. I wasn't in denial. I knew it was going to be hard, but I'm not going to have a setback. Just a lot of lessons. Everything's a lesson. It's not a setback. And that was my mantra. Okay. Three months later, you know, told me I'd never run. I was running at rehab. Uh, I got back to work. I was even doing some traveling. And then another three months comes by, and I'm still at rehab, and I actually had just did a 5K on the treadmill in 27 minutes. I was like, fuck yeah. Get it back. Not what I used to do, but it's good. And that next week, I end up on the ground. And, you know, no setbacks, lessons. But when you're on the ground 
and the nursing staff's coming, and they're, they're literally looking at you like, you're okay. Their eyes are saying you're not. Uh, paddles come over again. I'm in and out of consciousness. It's a hard thing to call that just a lesson. But come December, I did make it a year, and I go down to Santa Monica. I traveled all the years I lived here in December. This is the first December I stayed here, and I was like, holy shit, it's great here. Uh, Word travel's good in December. But uh, so I went down to Santa Monica. Mind over matter, I was going to work myself in my journal. If I walk every day, eventually I'll walk long enough and I'll run again. And that was my thing. I'll walk, walk. I got my little pedometer. I'm doing 10 miles every day in uh, Santa Monica. And as I'm strolling along the beach, there's artists, uh, street vendors. And I saw this painting, and it's got like a heart that literally looks like it's exploding and shooting energy. I'm like, hmm, I could work with that. I asked the artist, I'm like, can you, would you put words on that? And he's like, hell, I'm a street vendor. Do you, what do you want me to do with that? I'll, you got cash? We're good. So I'll be back tomorrow. Please don't sell that. I show up the next day. He's like, shit, you showed up? <laughs> you ever buy this? And I was like, here's what I want you to do. Half a heart with the right attitude, more powerful than a whole one. That's outside my bedroom. That's been outside my bedroom for 14 years. Every morning I wake up, and it might not be my best day, but I look at that, and that's it. That's you know, my mind over matter. You know what? That fucking painting's a lie. My heart function is about 25% of a healthy person. And it's hard sometimes to like, yeah, mind over matter. There's no setbacks, just lessons. So I'm lying to myself a lot. Then I also have these lies of omission. And that's people in the audience who know me. I've lied to you all the time. How you doing, Tom? I'm awesome. I say that a lot. It's a bad day? I'm fine. They, they joke. It's like, your last words are going to be, you're fine. Uh, that day I was skiing, I actually laid down at one point because I was like really struggling. Someone actually came up to me and said, are you okay? And I said, Hi. I'm not that smart at times. I test well, but not smart. <laughs> so these lies of mission, you know, I'm awesome. You used to piss off my ex-wife because she saw this. She saw the mess I was, and then I'm lying to people. And, you know, in fairness to her, I mean, it was harder on her than it was on me. Um, but it is what it is. Other lies. I live alone now, and um, people ask, like, are you comfortable with that? Because, I mean, I have a heart condition. Um, and I have an implanted defibrillator that was the result of when I ended up on the ground that day. They put one in me because they figured you shouldn't wait to be near paddles. We're going to put one in hardwire you so you can shock yourself back if you need it. And I've been shocked a lot. 30 sometimes, I'm on my third defibrillator, broken wires. No setbacks, only lessons. That's a tough one to swallow at times. 900 volts. If I'm on the ground, I'll bounce almost a foot from here down. So why do I lie? Why? The easy answer is you're embarrassed of yourself. <laughs> if you're friends with me on Facebook, you're just find photos of me in a Hooters outfit. Uh, 
49th birthday or 50th birthday just came by the day before. I wrapped myself in bubble wrap because I was going to protect myself, just as a joke. And it turns out bubble wrap's really transparent. It's disturbing. <laughs> but so I, and there was a point where I was embarrassed by myself because I am not what I used to be. But you know what? None of us are. And hopefully you, you're evolving too. So it's not that. I'm afraid of scaring people. Right after my heart attack, I only lived here three years, so people didn't know me that long. People were afraid to be around me. They knew I had a 30% chance of living a year, and you know, I, a lot of us take CPR. No one wants to get tested on that shit. <laughs> but uh, so people were afraid of me, so that's, you know, lie to them, let them think, how are you doing? I'm awesome, not gonna die today. <laughs> uh, my marriage ended because I was being, you know, that ended more maybe because she couldn't deal with how much I was lying, but there was also, you know, I wasn't what I used to be. And, you know, it, it didn't end well. It, it ended so bad, and I've been divorced two years. Literally 20 minutes ago, I got served by someone to adjust the alimony. Someone's bitter. <laughs> uh, she was banking on me not living that long. And <laughs> My bitterness is just living for spite. <laughs> but still, I, I, I lie. And because, as I said, I don't want to see it in the way. I don't want to see that weakness because it might make them afraid to come around. My neighbors had a trip annually. We'd go wakeboarding. And right after my heart attack, I was wakeboarding behind their boat, and it was one of my shocked incidents. Um, they never told me again. I was living in, I was living in Hood River. I was playing with kiting because, you know, the kite doesn't know better. But, um, so, you know, there are some people close to me that I don't lie to, and they've helped me. My friend Joe drove me to my last surgery and picked me up and then let me live in his house for a week. I made myself vulnerable to him, and it paid off. Two people I met at University of Michigan about 14 years ago, I spoke at University of Michigan, 120 kids with defibrillators. It was awesome. And I met these two guys who actually have been dealing with some crazy shit. They've been on and off the transplant list. Uh, I've never been on the list, but I've been uh, accepted in OHSU's transplant clinic twice now, and I keep getting kicked out, which is a good thing. <laughs> but uh, those guys are going to be honest with you because they can relate. But I keep lying to everyone else, and it's not working. I'm, I'm 50 now. Uh, I can't do this on my own. I just found out I need a hip replacement. I'm getting old, which is a good thing. <laughs> but the lie's got to stop. Yeah. And I'm at a point, you know, if I got to lie to you because you can't deal with my reality, fuck you! <laughs> Moving forward, I'm going to surround myself with people that can handle the truth. And that needs to include me.